Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Thursday evening. It is preview time. Myself, TJ Pinger, alongside uh, freshly shaven Richie Barnes, no beard tonight, and then a guest from the Raleigh News and Observer, Jonas E. Pope, the fourth. I said the whole thing there just because you wrote it out, so I figured I'd say it all, but how are you gentlemen doing tonight? I'm doing good, TJ. My wife is not happy with me at all. As you mentioned, I'm clean shaven for the first time in a year because unfortunately, when you work in a hospital, you have to get fit for a respirator mask once a year and you have to be clean shaven. And that is my day job. That's what pays the mortgage, not this podcast, unfortunately. So I had to go clean shaven. And again, the wife's not happy. She's four years older than me. So she likes when I have the beard, I look older, but uh, it's kind of nice being clean shaven for once. So I have a See what the listeners say. How about you, Jonas? I'm good. Now, I feel like I should have shaved before coming on now. Also, I didn't know we were going just first name. Then I feel like a jerk for putting my whole name up here like that. So I should just got <laughs> right, Jonas stuff in there. <laughs> no, nah, don't, don't feel bad about that here. If it makes you feel better, bro, I'll, I'll do mine real quick too. So uh, don't worry about it. So you, Richie's the jerk now for <laughs> only having a first name. <laughs> The jerk for shaving, the jerk for having only a yeah, right. one name. Um, big game this weekend. Big game for both programs. We'll get into it in just a moment, but thank you again for your time and hanging out with us tonight, Jonas. Double fries and low slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. We told Jonas a little bit about it off air. Told him to go get his box. Double fries, no slaw. There's two locations, 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Make sure you throw that coleslaw out and get the double fries. Hey, you're in Raleigh though, right? Are you you're in Raleigh? Yeah. The coleslaw up there. Um, where are you at? I'm in Nightdale, which is right outside of Raleigh. So pretty much, yes. I mean, it's right. Raleigh adjacent. So yes, yeah, pretty much Raleigh. Yeah. The the coleslaw up there, like coleslaw, like we're I I don't want to offend like our listeners before we really get into this, but I'm not anti coleslaw on like a barbecue sandwich. Like, let me just say that. Like I'm anti coleslaw. Like before you judge us real hard, because I'm sure the coleslaw <laughs> up there is fine. But I'm anti coleslaw at a chicken tender place. That's where I'm anti coleslaw. Like just the fries are like just deep fried. And like just that's that's my big take there. But uh, what is what's the what's the place in Raleigh? Like where should people go if they're looking for food in Raleigh before like an NC State game? Like I was telling you guys uh, earlier, Emilio's is. Right near campus, it's an Italian restaurant. It's like an NC State uh, fan fest. If you walk in there with all the NC State history on the wall, so definitely a Medios um, right off Western Boulevard, short drive to the stadium, and it's right in the heart of campus. Um, to, to your coleslaw point, I only eat coleslaw on barbecue sandwiches. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's a hundred percent it. I don't understand why you would ever do it outside of that. Like, who's like, oh, yeah, I'll take man. the I'll take the mayonnaise salad over there. Like, I just like, that's what it is. <laughs> I, I'll take the mayonnaise cabbage. <laughs> Still makes sense. There's, Never there's like Good fries uh, go in there. So, all right, Richie, start us off, and uh, let's not let me derail this train wreck anymore. <laughs> well, first, thanks again, Jonas, for for joining us today. Uh, we're here to talk about 19, 19th ranked in the college football playoff, North Carolina State, coming to Dope Campbell Stadium Saturday, four o'clock. ACC Network looks like a high of fifty-eight. Some morning rain, and then it should clear up. Uh, so uh, should be some weather that the North Carolina State folks are really used to. Uh, Wolfpack favored by two and a half. 
And I want to start here, Jonas. If North Carolina State wins out, they're going to Charlotte. <laughs> and nobody would have thought that coming into the season, mainly because nobody saw these struggles Clemson was coming in with. And that's a big deal. So uh, what were preseason expectations for NC State? And what were they after you guys beat Clemson? Because that, that was a huge win right there in, in overtime there. Um, I think the preseason expectations was, I think they had them, um, oh, you guys featured just me. That's so awkward. Um, <laughs> they uh, they had them uh, number two behind Clemson in the Atlantic. Um, with, I mean, they had 20 starters coming back. So the expectations were pretty high, surprisingly high, probably higher than normal. And they're always high with the NC State fan base. Um, so, yeah, they had a number two in the conference. Um, they go down to Mississippi State and, and kind of stank up the place, and everybody's like, oh, this is the same old NC State stuff that we're used to. And then they beat Clemson. I mean, even though it's a down year for Clemson, they beat Clemson in, in two overtimes, and all of a sudden everybody's ears perk up like, wait a minute. We're, we, we may actually do what we're supposed to do. This this is the year to get it done. You're going to beat Clemson. You're going to make it to Charlotte. This is the year to do it. Then all the, the injuries started piling up, and everybody's like, oh, NC State stuff again. You know, we can't have nice things. This is this is what always happens to us. And, and then they go out and have an impressive home win um, last weekend against a talented Louisville team. So, like you said, they went out. You know, Charlotte is the you know is the carrot at the end of the season, and they have to take care of business. And to me, it starts this weekend. You know, at Florida State, and, and it was cliche to say one game at a time, but obviously, if they don't win this weekend. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot more work that's going to be required. They're going to need some help down the stretch. So uh, tight end Trent Penix put it the best when he met with the media yesterday. He said, you know, we 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 hold the pen and we can write our own our own ending. So the easiest way to write your own ending is, is to win out so you don't have to depend on any help. And uh, hopefully, knock on wood, again, they don't, they don't have any more major injuries the rest of the way. Yeah, and just what's the mindset of this team coming into Florida State? Obviously, they handled a, a pretty good Louisville team that was a really good offense heading into that game. And, you know, NC State kind of shut that offense down, which was very impressive. Um, what is NC State's mindset coming into this? Because I know Florida State, you know, we had a really physically fought, emotionally lost, emotional loss against Clemson. Um, what, what's what's the Wolfpack's mindset? I mean, just just like what I just talked about is that their their destiny, they control their own destiny, and just Florida State's another team that's that can derail them that's in the way right now. Um, I don't, and I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. It's just the next team that can that's in the way of them getting to their goal. They're they're confident, especially coming up the Louisville win. But I think no one has come out and said it. But I think this team wants to prove they can go out and win on the road again. They're one and two on the road this year. Um, the Miami game is one that they felt like got away from them. Um, they lost by one in Miami, so. Knowing this team like I do, they want to go out and say, hey, we can do it on the road. Like, they're undefeated at home this year. Um, their fans are all thinking, like, of course you can win at home because you got your fans behind you and we're behind you. And, you know, it's easy to win at home. But show us you can do it consistently on the road. So I think that's the way they found to kind of challenge themselves this week. Hey, we want to prove that we can we can go on the road and beat quality things. Like, Florida State's not going to be a pushover. It's going to be a quality opponent at their place. So they want to prove that, hey, we're number 19. If you're number 19 team in the college football, uh, rankings you got to win games like this on the road and they got to yeah. they want to show they can do it tg you're on mute still i think the headset popped out uh, this is a once a week uh, uh it happened on his <laughs> show too just before this um the uh nc states had an interesting uh rivalry yeah. history with fsu fsu leads the all-time series 26 to 14 um and it's it's been 
you know, kind of back and forth. I mean, FSU dominated a lot in the nineties. And um, since then it's, it's been a little back and forth. I mean, you know, longest winning streak in recent time was four years and then NC state got a couple and then we split the last two, but uh, typically a, a pretty, you know, uh, NC state is an opponent that we kind of look at and say, um, that we should win that game every year, right? And I don't really know what the NC State fan base feels about that. I don't know if they would take offense to that or not. But uh, this is certainly not a a normal FSU team, and it hasn't been for the last few years. But um, what are the uh, what is the perspective from NC State fans where they're kind of like, man, we got to get FSU while they're down, or is it a little concern knowing that? there's still athletes over there or like what is, you know, what is the expectation for this game specifically? Not necessarily in the grand scheme of things like you've kind of talked about with trying to take care of your own destiny and get to Charlotte and all that. But like when you're viewing FSU, this is not the FSU that, that you normally would, would see every year. Well, everything that comes out of the NC state locker room starts at the top. And then what Dave Dorn talks about his team kind of, they hear it. And they, they 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 kind of swallow it up and they kind of repeat it. And the message this week is, you know, this was a Florida State team that had momentum, you know, heading to that Clemson game. You know, they had won three, what, four in a four in a row or three in a row, yeah. three in a row heading into Clemson, and played Clemson well. So they want to throw that zero and four start out the window. In 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 NC State's mind, that never happened. Only thing that happened was the last month or so where they were rolling. They came to North Carolina and smoked. UNC and Chapel Hill right up the street, um, you know, where they played Clemson toe-to-toe and, and probably could have won that – probably should have won that game. So, down or not, it's still Florida State. You know, the spirit's still inside the helmet. It's still it's still Florida. There's still athletes down there. They still lead the series. You still got to play in their place. So, there, there's no – we should get them because they're down. You know, we got to go down here and, and, and strap up and put our – strap our boots up and put our mouthpieces in and get ready for a battle because this is going to be a tough game. Um, you kind of talked about this on your show. And, um, if you guys want to hear a little more about NC state, you do, do you do a spaces every Thursday night? Is that typically when you do it to kind of like talk about the upcoming game? Um, yeah, it, it started out during the season. I was doing them from like two hours before the game, but I realized everybody was tailgating and nobody was really listening. So <laughs> exactly. I started doing them, uh, on Thursdays, uh, either six 30 or seven o'clock. I try to get someone who covers the opponent. And come on, see so yeah, Thursdays at seven o'clock, six forty-five, so or seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So check those out on Jonas's Twitter. We've got it linked here on the on the show and in the comments. Um, talking about NC State on on offense, um, we talked about this a little bit on your show. Whether they try to pass to set the run, run to set the pass, Florida State's defensive line has definitely been a strength all year. How do you think that NC State comes out and kind of attacks this? Uh, this defense to start? Do they try and go at Florida State strength? Do they try and go at their weakness? What's kind of the the thought there? I mean, you know, you've been around college football long enough to know how stubborn head coaches are. And so <laughs> Dave Dorn and Tim Beck, they're not going to change. They're going to they're gonna try to set the run. They're going to try to start the run. Every coach has that. I think okay, I think Dave Dorn used the term, the word bravado about them when it comes to running the football. They all want to show, hey, we can – reestablish the line of scrimmage and push you around and, and just run it right at you. So I don't expect that to change, especially because everybody's been talking about it so much up here. If anything, he just wants to show everybody, look, we can run the football. So I do expect them to come out and try to establish um, a Zonovan Knight and Ricky Purse. 
with that being said, the way Florida State plays the run, the way everyone has played the run the last few weeks, they won't have any problems letting Devin Leary throw the football around 30 times if they need to. I mean, Dave Dorsey, he's a proud coach who wants to establish the run, but he also wants to win more. He wants to run the football. So if I had to beat you throwing, then that's the way we have to win the game. Then I don't mind doing that. So, I mean, they'll come out and try to do some things and kind of throw jabs. Like I always, always, always like it to a boxing match. They'll throw their jabs and kind of flee each other out. And then the second and third quarters when they start throwing their haymakers and then the fourth, they'll go for the knockout, whichever's working. So they're, they're definitely going to try to run the ball, but if Florida State's going to make Devin Leary beat them, then they don't, they don't have any issues with that. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what worries a lot of Florida State fans. You know, up front, we're really strong. Uh, I, I like our front four against almost anybody in the conference, you know, Sands, Clemson, maybe even NC State, obviously, with, with what they have. But it's one of those situations where it – are they? You you said they're, they're, they they want to establish a run, but how quickly has there been a game, maybe against Clemson, where the run game just hasn't been working, and they've had to abandon and go to that pass attack where it just worked out for them? Because that's kind of what I see happening on Saturday. Yeah, I mean they actually ran the ball okay against Clemson. I would say one game where they kind of just like, nope, this isn't working. We got to throw it more. It was Miami. Um, I mean, those Miami guys were just were just living in the backfield. It's all right, Devin. It's, it's on you. And like I said, they lost by one. They they, they had their chances yeah. in that game. Um, so if 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 they see by the second quarter they can, they're not getting any yards and the, the the Seminoles are living in their backfield and just penetrating, and they're like, all right, Devin, we're gonna line it up yeah. four wide receivers, three wide receivers, and let you pick your point. I mean, that's what Dave Dorsey said. You got to pick your point. So if, if Florida State's poison, it's all right, Devin, let beat us. And he's going. He's going to throw those big wide receivers on the boundaries and and, and open up that passing game. Yeah, and then on the flip side, it, it seems like you know NC State they, they have a solid offense, but the defense really seems to be the strength of that team. Yeah. Um, you know, just looking at the stats and, and from outsiders uh, outsiders insight, <laughs> um, what what is it that they do so well that makes them top twenty nationally uh, on defense? According to Bill Conley's SP Plus, I think he has my eighteenth in the country on defense, which that's a pretty tough task for a Florida State offense that is one dimensional and tends to struggle. Uh, and down four starters. That's that's one thing people. I don't know if people nationally realize that there are four starters out for the year on defense. Um, yeah. But what a couple they, of them are captains, right? Two captains, two linebackers. Two captains, are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all American type can all ACC candidates for sure, but um, I mean it's, it's really simple. It sounds really cliche to say this, but defensive coordinator Tony Gibson, I asked this before the season. Like he had, he had ten stars coming back, so I was like, "What are you going to do? Are you going to throw more at them because they're so experienced?" He's like, "Actually, no. We're going to keep on the same stuff because I want them to play faster." So what he's done is had those guys perfect their techniques what they already knew last year, and just 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 know it in and out and just play faster. They're not thinking as much. They're flying to the ball. Um, the defensive line in the passing game, they're not getting a lot of sacks, but what they're, what they're doing is they're being very disruptive. So they're, they're getting quarterbacks off their spots. They're making them throw the ball, get rid of it faster than they want to. <laughs> and what the defensive line is doing is making the secondary look good because, again, quarterbacks don't have time, so they're, they're getting the ball out fast. So it starts up front um, with that with that front, I guess, front six because they run the uh, 3-3-5. Well, yeah, front six, three, three down line and three linebackers. So it starts with those front guys applying the pressure and just causing so much uh, chaos up front. But I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's not really an X and O's thing. They're just playing faster because Tony Gibson has kept things simple and their experience. They, you know, they all played last year. They all started last year. So they're just flying to the ball and just thinking less and just reacting to playing football. 
So they, they, y'all have one guy on the defensive line that Florida State fans are very familiar with. Uh, Corey Durden, obviously. You know, it, he was not bad at Florida State. He was actually pretty good, you know, just for whatever reason, things did not work out. Transfer Sensi State seems like a great decision for him. He, he's had a great year by all accounts. Obviously, that Miami game, you know, it, it is what it is. But I saw last week, just after that Miami game, when he, you know, jumped off sides. And again, that center might have did a stab fraction. I mean, I, I'm sure that's a huge topic with ACC rest with NC State fans, just like Florida State fans in our pass interference and they hit out of bounds last week against Clemson. But it, he led the defense line in snaps last week. How has he been? And, and I know he's kind of downplayed the idea of returning to Tallahassee, but this means a lot to him, right? Yeah. I mean, we talked to Corey um, Thursday. We talked to Corey yesterday. And like you said, he downplayed. He, he said all the right things about, hey, this yeah. is my team now. And, you know, once the game starts, I won't, I won't get into all that. But then in, in the same breath, almost, he, he just spoke so highly of his time at Florida State. So that you know it's going to, like, mean something to him. Yeah. Um, I mean, and TJ and I talked about this on, on my Twitter space. Like, I don't think Corey's the type of guy who's going to get so emotional he's going to do something stupid to, to hurt the team. Like, he won't get a personal foul because he's so fired up, I don't think. Um but he, you, you can just tell by talking to him, this, this school means a, lot, means a lot to him. He got his degree from there. He talked about that. He talked about some of the friends he's made, he made there. He's from Florida. He's a Florida guy. You know, he talked about how this game, he's going to have the most family in attendance that he's had all year. So there's there's no doubt this is a big game for him. But he, like I said, he tried to downplay it, saying, no, 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 this is my team. I'm not thinking about that. And the coaches early in the week said, yeah, we'll talk to him to make sure, you know, he just focused on his task at hand. But I mean, that's, that's got to be some some juices flowing. He's in that business locker room, and he comes out on the other side. And the, the guy, though, the guy I'm 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 gonna watch. You know, he's not playing. Is Cyrus Fagan? Like he, he'll travel with the team because ever since he got injured, he's been the unofficial hype man on the sideline. So like he at Boston, he might College, go out and get a 15 yard penalty. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That'd be nice if someone else would get it for a change. Right? Yeah. Yes, um, well, we're, against we're against against Miami. Again, he wasn't playing. He was just there. And, like, as the teams yeah. were going into – you guys, you go to Miami, like, the team got to cross paths going to the locker room. I don't yeah. know why mm-hmm. it felt like that. And I looked down and felt like, oh, there's Cyrus right in the middle of it. And it was just, he was just doing all this. He's, he's an unofficial hype man. So, he's going to be the one the coaches better contain and kind of keep under wraps pregame uh, down there on Saturday. Just just look at the Dolphins franchise, and that's why there's so much chaos in that stadium anyway. <laughs> go ahead, TJ. Yeah. yeah. There's just Miami's just all chaos down there <laughs> in that city. Um, okay, cool. Well, we do uh, this is kind of fun, but we do like an over under segment. We're gonna pick five. Richie, did you five this week? One, two, three. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, five. All right. Those are just more. That last one I just had to throw yeah. in there. <laughs> so these are uh, we got a sponsor. It's the prize, it's prize picks. So I don't know if you've heard of them or not, but if you guys are listening, check them out. Go to your app store, whether you're on Apple or Android, download the Prize Picks app. Use code NOSLAW. That's capital N-O-S-L-A-W. Again, unless you're getting a barbecue sandwich, that should be kind of your life's motto. Anyway, no slaw, <laughs> no space, N-O-S-L-A-W. Um, they will match you up to $100, 100%. So if you deposit 50, they'll give you 50. If you deposit 100, they'll give you 100. If you do 101, they'll give you 100. So I don't know how else to explain that math. Um, you can bet on or wager on just about anything. I'm not supposed to use the word bet, but it's daily fantasy that you can wager on just about anything. We're going to do a bunch of college football from this game upcoming. And, uh, but if you want to parlay that with LeBron James's over under and 
Sidney Crosby's gold scored and Brooks Tom Brady's score tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Tom anything. Brady's rushing yards. You can, you can kind of parlay all of it together. So go check out the prize picks app. Use code no slaw for a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars. Richie puts these together every week. There's no accountability because this year he's not tracking the results. <laughs> Last year he used to tell us who did what the week before this year. That's what I was making so the lines. Lucky. And I still came in last place with me making the lines. How does so that this, this year, we're not as lucky, but we're going to pick some over-unders. Richie, what you got for us? Yeah, we'll, we'll start with the first one. And uh, I'll go first here just because I don't want to, like, cheat code it. Uh, Jordan Travis, 171.5 pass yards. I'm going under. I, I'm not sure he plays. There's been a massive bug outbreak on Florida State's campus. Uh, Florida State had to cancel their baseball Garnet Gold game. They canceled their swim and dive meet. Apparently, a lot of football players are have been affected. Mike Norvell spoke about this openly, so it's not like it's you know secret information or anything that that I'm letting out. I I, I would not be surprised if McKenzie Milton takes the first snap, and I, I'm going to take the under just because I don't even know if Jordan Travis is going to play. Uh, TJ, we'll let you go just because I know Jonas probably doesn't have. All of this hasn't heard most of it, just to give him a so, little bit of an edge here. On, on a on a betting rule, though, if if he doesn't play, that bet gets canceled. So like yeah. you don't you can't win the bet. But if by he, picking the under, is that with prize picks though? Because I know that's yes, with yeah yeah with any wagering thing. Like if they don't play, okay. you don't you don't get that. So I'll take the under regardless. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the under on this. I think if Florida State wins this ball, it's because they're going to be able to run it effectively. Um, I, I don't see us passing our way to victory. I will say I took the under on him last week, and then or maybe no, maybe I did take the over. I would know if Richie recaps, but I think I took the over, and then we got that seventy-five yard uh, wheel route miraculous play, and that kind of got me over. But I don't think that happens again. I think if we win this, we we run the ball to victory. So give me the under. I might take the under on Milton or anybody else that was starting too. Like it's not just a Travis thing. I just yeah. I think we're if we're gonna win, we're gonna we run can't, it. So we can't pass protect. Yeah, <laughs> Jonas, we just gave you the the cheat sheet. I was gonna say, what are you, you taking the over here? <laughs> <laughs> Malik Cunningham did throw some deep balls last week and showed it. Taliban Dyke. If if Florida State has watched film, they have found some holes and some ways to attack. Uh, NC State the same way. One seventy, he says one seventy five is his passing yard. One seventy one point five. I'm taking over. Over. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so let's go to your guy. Uh, to Devin Leary, two hundred sixty four point five. Uh, let's go straight to the NC State expert for NC State's quarterback. Two six. Oh, over. Two sixty four point five. Yeah. All right. Over. Yeah, TJ. Over. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I like the over on this. It, it's unanimous. I'd I'd take him at two ninety nine point five. I'd take the over. So that, that's uh, we'll see. And these, it's not a. I wouldn't call it a Vegas line because again, prize picks are a little different. They're not who wins. It's just over unders. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, Jordan Travis forty four and a half point five rush yards. Um, I'm going to lean on TJ here a little bit where he said, you know, which I completely forgot when I'm putting this out that if he doesn't play, it doesn't matter. If he plays, I think he'll get the over. So give me the over on Jordan Travis, 44 and a half rushing yards. Uh, let's go Jonas and TJ. Yeah, um, Tony Gibson, defensive coordinator, talked about it earlier this year. He said it without really coming out and saying it, how State sometimes can struggle against running quarterbacks. So I'll take the over as well. I like the over. Like you said, as long as you're not getting penalized for, you know, what if he doesn't play or whatever, like you're betting this, assuming he's going to play. 
it gets canceled if not. So I like the over on this, but I do think it's close. I think this is set really well. I mean, you know, you got him at like 50 yards there. So, um, but I, I like the over if he plays. He, yeah, he so didn't run though, well last uh, week. So I think it'll be better this week. Sorry, go ahead. I was about to say, even though uh, the Drake Thomas and the NC State defense did a great job for the most part, containing Malik Cunningham last week, but no, I'll still take the over on a Jordan Travis. Yeah, we, we did not contain him 31 points in the first half, but we'll go to the next pick. Jay Sean Corbin. And this is the second toughest one to me. And I'm going to make uh, our guests go first on the last one we have coming up because that's the toughest one to me. But Jay Sean Corbin, 72 and a half rushing yards. I feel like in Doke, he just runs the ball really well. TJ, which way should I go here? I'm going over. I went over with him last week and it kind of let me down. It, I don't won't say it was his fault just because yeah. nobody ran the ball well against uh Clemson last week, but uh, I like the over here. I like him to have a little bit of a bounce back game. I don't know if he gets up to his like traditional 100, but uh, man, he's got a great chance to do that in one play just about any time he touches the ball. So give me the over on that one. Jonas, what do you think, man? We'll be a total homer on this one. And in, in state, you know, the top Russian defense in the league. So I'm, I'm going to take the under on this one. So I saw uh, David Hill joint, a uh, friend of the show, been on here once or twice. I can't forget. But he put a tweet out that had like the top eight defensive players to either stop rushes for no gain or a loss. And NC State had three of them. That scares the hell out of me. And, and I'm going to take the under. And if Mackenzie Milton gets a start, I'm going to hammer the under because you take away an aspect that Jordan Travis brings to the table where you have to account for him. You don't have to account for Milton. So uh, I'm a little bit of a gambling man here. Leaning towards Travis may not play. I, I'm going to take the under. Um, even if Travis did play, I think I'd still take the under because that NC State, that, that front seven or so, front six as you called it, Jonas, is so good. And the last one, I just, I couldn't believe this was on prize picks. But Devin Leary, over under rush yards. Jonas, what do you think the line is? For Devin Leary rush yards? Devin Leary rush yards. What do you think the line is? Over under. Wait, you asked me how many I think they have him down rushing for. They expect him to rush for his game. Yeah, his over under on rush yards. Keeping in mind that sacks do take off rushing yards in college. For Devin Leary, oh, he doesn't run the ball. 50, 60 yards, maybe? One yeah. and a half yards. It's yeah. the over I mean, under for Devin yeah. Leary. <laughs> um, and I have no clue because I've not watched much NC State, but I do like Florida State's defensive line a lot. I think. We can get a couple sacks. I do think NC State's offense will have success. I'm going to take the under just because of sacks, and I purposely asked you about that. And when you said he doesn't <laughs> run the ball, that kind of that that tilted my hand at, at that point. Uh, I'm going to take the under one and a half because again, two sacks. He needs 22 rushing yards to make that up. So I'm going to take the under. Uh, TJ. It looks like his long this year is 17 yards. He had a four yard long against Clemson. He had a three yard long against Louisville uh, against BC and Louisiana tech. It was uh two and two. Um, was that 17 against Miami, right? Miami? 17 against Miami. Yeah. He had a um, he, what's crazy about that is he had a 17 against Miami was his long and he finished with one yard rushing that game. And so because sacks, of the yeah. fact that sacks count. So dumb. So dumb. I think I'd have to go with the under here, you know, but that's also obviously hoping that FSU can get to him a couple of times because if that's not, sack, yeah. I do. I think that if we only sack him once, I think he goes over, but give me the under on this. He's not his long 
rushing for the year is one yard. So, uh, you know, to finish a game. So, so they set that line pretty well then. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. Against Furman, he had one seven-yard rush and wasn't sacked at all. So he had uh, seven in that game. But against FBS opponents, it's it's not been good. I love taking the over-under on rushing yards of a pocket quarterback just because it, <laughs> I see those on NFL games all the time. Like, I'll bet Tom Brady like four and a half rushing yards. <laughs> just because. That's, that's dangerous, though, because he'll have like three quarterback sneaks in a game. Yeah. And so like like you get like three yards don't count that. against your rushing yards in the right. NFL. That's so. dangerous in the NFL. All right, so Jonas one and a half yards for Leary, and we'll get into score predictions after this. I, I just feel like all right. This is and this is my logic behind it. Last week, <laughs> last week in the, in the against Louisville, uh, there were a couple pass plays where he he had running room in front of him, but he tried to force the ball just into places and they were incomplete passes. He should have taken off a red. Dave Dorn kind of talked about that on film, I mean, on Monday. So I feel like there's something that's addressed. They, they addressed with him this week. Like, hey, you had an opportunity to take off. First of all, he's a horrible at sliding. You can tell he never played baseball. But so maybe that's why he doesn't want to take off. I feel like this week he he, he makes that side adjustment and he takes off a little bit more and, and, and gets some, picks up some rushing yards. And I think the line protects him better than we expect. I'm, I mean, what do I got to lose? I'm taking it over. Why not? <laughs> no risk here. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to come back next week and answer to our listeners, me and TJ. And I just ignore it. Like, so it doesn't matter. Um, all right, cool. Well, thanks for doing that with us. We have fun with it. Talk to us. I don't know if you put out like an official prediction or not, but uh we'll go Richie first, then I'll go and then we'll let Jonas finish it up. But Richie, what's your uh what's your score prediction? How do you see this going down? Yeah, I, I think last week was a very emotional loss for Florida State on the road after winning three straight with a bye week. So they'd gone 34 days without a loss. Um, very disappointing ending when you have the lead and the ball in the fourth quarter at Clemson and you find a way to put the, you know, give the game away, not give it away because you were probably outplayed most of the game, but you had a chance to steal it and you, you chose not to. Uh, I, I think. NC State's very physical, not as physical as Clemson, but again, very physical coming off a very physical game. This bug outbreak, and not trying to make excuses or anything here, but injuries, Dylan Gibbons on the offensive line. He played last week at Clemson, but you could tell he wasn't healthy. I just don't think Florida State's in a good spot this week. Um, I, I still don't trust the secondary or linebackers. I'm going to go NC State 33, Florida State 20. Um, I like, we talked about this on Jonas's show, uh, on his space on Twitter. I, um, I'll tell you the one thing that I'm, I've been most surprised with on this team is the fact that they haven't quit because in 2017, I think we watched them quit in 2018. I think we watched them quit 2019. We watched them quit 2020. I think the team quit last year. And so, uh, the fact that Norvell has gotten the buy-in from these guys to continue to go out there and just absolutely battle. I mean, they were getting absolutely dominated in the second half of that Clemson game. And Clemson was just kind of missing field goals to keep a minute. And to see them con- kind of continue to battle and force a big play and find a way to get that lead, the, the defense, you know, not that Clemson's offense is great by any means, but the defense continued to go out there and bust it and kind of work their tails off and, you know, probably did enough to to win, holding Clemson to so low. And then you just kind of have a mistake, a couple of mistakes down the end and, and you lose it. But uh, I like the way the Florida State's fighting right now. I, I think that, uh, you know, I would revise this if, like you said, your starting quarterback ends up being out or three of your offensive linemen end up being out. But if Florida State goes into this game full strength, 
full health. I think they find a way to win. I think it's something like 31-27. I think it's incredibly close. But I think the game being in Doak, afternoon game, be exciting there. Um, you know, the Clemson game was a little bit of a letdown, but this is definitely a different team than the first uh, third of the season when they obviously didn't yeah. win a game. So full health, full strength. I like the Knowles to win this just razor thin margins, 31, 27. Um, I'll tweet out a prediction if, if we find out that a bunch of guys aren't going to be there or something like that. Yeah. But you know, at this point, if I talked about this with Jonas, if the Vegas line hasn't moved and that's wild, all these right? prize picks are available and stuff like that. Then I know that we're hearing things around campus and things are getting canceled, but Vegas is still saying it's a two and a half point game. I, I like the Knowles to find a way to win. That line jumps up to seven by kickoff. I'll, I'll revise <laughs> this, but Jonas, what do you think? Um, I think I think Florida State, like I said, I've been saying that anyone who would listen, this is going to be a dog fight. Um, I think it's a close one. I think Florida State kind of jumps on State early or takes the lead into late to the game. State, they get hot. They get hot in the fourth quarter like they did last week. Um, they find a way to kind of the ball bounces their way. I don't, I don't, it's just something about this team this year. Things are just going their way, their way. I was talking about NC State, uh, except in the Miami game where they couldn't catch a pass in the fourth quarter. Um, but this week they, they, they right those wrongs. Uh, the ball bounces their way in a good way and, and they, they pull out a 38 35 win on the road. Ooh, I like exciting. the high scoring. Yeah. So you're hammering the over, Jonas, huh? Yeah. 55 and a half <laughs> over, man. Yeah. I like, I like some good high scoring. It's kind of like Miami game, but like I said, it's just, Karma, man. Some football, the football guys, they just, it's, it's, it's time for things to bounce state's way. They have for the most part, and they, they, they need some breaks on the road. And this is, this Life's is too short to bet the under, right? Yeah, yeah, for it. Yeah. yeah. And actually, we, we just got sports betting in Florida. Did you, do you guys have it in North Carolina? Um, I'm pretty sure we do, or it's coming pretty soon. Out in San Jose, I think if it's not here, it's, it's on its way soon. Just ran. I, I love asking, like, it's weird how these states are so different when people are like, who cares anymore? Just go ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah. Jonas, uh, tell the people where they can follow you, where they can find your work. Um, we we appreciate you a ton for hanging out tonight. But where can the people find your work and and everything that you write and what you do? Yeah, um, obviously uh, the newsandobserver dot com, and I post a lot of stuff on Twitter at je pope the fourth on Twitter. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, your time. Enjoy Tallahassee. If you get a gut box, enjoy that too. Send us a picture of it. We'll. Make sure that everybody knows you had it. Give us a rating, like 10 out of 10 or, or what. But enjoy the game. Enjoy uh, all the pregame stuff. It'll be fun. And, um, man, safe travels and good luck. Man, real real yeah, quick, man. Jonas, I promise you that uh, Guthrie's will be way better than that uh, email our team sent you about what they're serving in the press box uh, at the game. No, they said it was Chick-fil-A, and I was very excited I know. About Oh, and relax. I, let's I, not slander Chick-fil-A. I know Guthrie's <laughs> pays the bills, but let's not. No, I really like Chick-fil-A. Sorry. Yeah. Especially because – where I live, the Chick-fil-A is being remodeled. So I haven't had Chick-fil-A in like it's, it's right on the road. It's like three miles of the road. Oh, man, so you're ready for like, some, huh? Yeah, I haven't had like a month, so I'm very excited. TJ's uh, TJ does a bourbon podcast, and his co-host um, last week someone didn't show up, and he was walking around stealing all the extra cookies and Chick-fil-A sandwiches. I thought that was hilarious. Said in the press yeah. box, that kind nice of guy. So if like you <laughs> so if you see Brendan Sinone of Knowles two four seven, you can have his cookie. Uh, okay, just man. tell him, like, tell him <laughs> TJ said you guys. Thank you for hanging out, man. We appreciate it. Have fun this weekend. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Had a, had a good time. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Take care. Yep. Jonas Pope of 
the News and Observer. Observer. I almost lost that. <laughs> um, all right, we had some news. Um, I'll let you kind of lead it off, and then we'll talk about it. Richie? Yeah, it's it was, and I think we agree here, TJ, it was much bigger news on the timeline and on the message boards than I think either of us really think it is. But Chubba Purdy does enter the transfer portal. Um, weird timing with just four games left because why not just sit it out? There's a chance you may be called on to enter a game, put some more good film out there, and potentially, you know, if you if you're dead set on transferring, you know, at that point, get some more film. But yeah, Chubba Purdy transfers, and it's not surprising, right? And this is what I wanted to get at: quarterbacks, especially a blue chip quarterback, a top one hundred and fifty guy like Chubba Purdy. They do not want to wait two plus years to play. And with Jordan Travis coming back and Purdy has not been able to beat him out, he'd be waiting at a third year on canvas without starting. This happens, guys. Spencer Rattler got sat for one game at Oklahoma and he entered the portal immediately. So, so the portal is going to be a problem regardless for teams. And it's also going to be a solution for a lot of teams, as Mike Norvell saw with Jermaine Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, Kier Thomas, Jamie Robinson, the, a couple of big hits he had. But Purdy, I, I'm just curious to get your thoughts. It, I do think it is a hit long-term, but not this year. And if Mike Norvell can go out and find a better, more proven quarterback in the portal this year to bring in, it's a net positive. That's why I'm not freaking out about it. But the timeline, my goodness, and the message boards, I feel bad for Josh and Brendan having to moderate those things because that, that had to be brutal. I never feel bad for those guys ever. I'll say that. <laughs> they get paid – uh, to do Handsomely that, so, to do this, yes, yeah. So I don't feel bad. Uh, no, I don't think it's that big of a deal because I don't think he was ever going to see significant burn here at Florida State. I, you know, best of luck to him. Um, in fact, I was actually sent a message on, uh, I think it was Monday night um, that uh, it showed up on a UCF message board, their rivals message board, um, that you know, you know, it, it was definitely a message board kind of fodder, but. Basically, somebody said, hey, I'm good friends with Jordan Travis's family. Not Jordan Travis, Chubba Purdy's family. He's going to enter the portal this week. He's not happy with the situation. Um, and so I had seen that and then kind of basically said, yeah, it doesn't really shock me because Travis is going to start this year and next year. And if it's not Travis next year, it's probably going to be Duffy. or something. And there have been down. rumors about Purdy wanting to enter the portal earlier this year. right? So yeah. not – not super shocking, not something yeah. that I think is surprising to anybody. Um, so, you know, it just, I don't know. I, you know, you'd like to have the depth, but at this point of the year, you know, it just, it just is what it is. I don't think it's that big of a yeah. deal. Uh, obviously well, it seems unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. You'd probably rather have him, but again, Travis is your quarterback this year and, and most likely next year. And so, I just don't think that this is this is all that big of a deal. Um, which and best of luck. Um, but yeah, he was probably never going to come in here and compete for much, just based on you know where FSU's roster is. And so, and the um, last thing I'll say is, if Mike Norville thought he gave Florida State a better chance than Jordan Travis right now, he would be playing ahead of Jordan Travis. Mike Norville's not picking favorites uh, when he's won what six games at Florida State in you know a year right. and a half equivalent of college football. If he thought Chubba was the guy, he'd be playing him. Clearly he's not. And that's not a slight against him. But we talked about Corey Durden earlier, who was solid at Florida State, but now he's really good at NC State. Sometimes you need that change of scenery. And maybe Jordan, Tra- or not Jordan Tra- Chubba Purdy just needs to go 
maybe he goes. I have no idea where he goes. He was once committed to Louisville from Arizona. Uh, Arizona State really liked him. Wherever he goes, I, I think he's going to have a chance to still have a really good college career. It's it just the, the stars didn't line up Florida State for it, and that sucks. But like you said, TJ, wish him the best. And I do think he's a really talented kid that can still you know, make a positive impact on a team somewhere. Yeah, and I hope he does. I mean, yeah, certainly hope that he is able to go on and and you know make a difference elsewhere. So, uh, sucks that it wasn't with us, but it's all good. Um, so, anything else? Do you have anything else tonight? I think that was really the only uh, the only bit of news that we had. Uh, no, just uh, tomorrow you have. So if you're, if you're listening to this on Friday morning, Florida State will be playing at. The Aubrey Boyd game, an annual game. Aubrey Boyd played for Florida State in the late 80s and played a pickup football game and tragically had an injury, broke a vertebrae. He was paralyzed. So every year, Florida State does one of their exhibitions for Aubrey Boyd uh, and his charitable foundation. To And he's just one of the biggest supporters of Florida State basketball. Leonard Hamilton has nothing but good things to say to, about him. Every time he's asked, Aubrey Boyd, he's there doing the chop every year. I remember the first time I heard the story my freshman year at Florida State when I was at the Aubrey Boyd game. Such an inspirational story. And if you're in Tallahassee, it's free to go to the game. It's free to park. If you, That's a the best Friday night. Who cares if you have to pay $9 for a Bud Light at the concession stands? You didn't pay for a ticket. You didn't pay to park. Go support Florida State. They they are going to um, you know the final exhibition game before next week when they do open the season. I'm just a huge fan of, of Opry Boyd and Florida State for continuing to do this and Leonard Hamilton and everyone involved. Uh, I just hope everyone, if you're in Tallahassee and you're able, please go support this game. Uh, Rich, you got me so upset with that that I just totally uh, X'd out of the chat and left for a minute while he was explaining <laughs> it. Uh, if you're not in Tallahassee, you can support FSU by watching their women's volleyball team or women's soccer team. Volleyball is on the road, has an away game at Clemson, if I remember correctly. Hopefully I'm not screwing that up. Uh, but they play Clemson tomorrow uh, evening at 7 p.m. You can watch that on Watch ESPN. Uh, yep, Clemson tomorrow, Georgia Tech this uh, weekend. And then you can watch the soccer team, which competes in the ACC um, championships. Uh, it's the semifinals, I believe, the this weekend yeah. against Wake Forest. Wake Forest upset Duke, so Florida State gets Wake Forest this weekend. Uh, winner goes to the championship game. So go Knowles tomorrow night, both both volleyball and soccer compete. If you're not in Tallahassee, you can check out both of those games. Um, and like you said, basketball, both men's and women's get started here very shortly. Obviously, we talked about a couple of cancellations. Um, Petra, the women's volleyball, is won her first match uh, in the uh, ITA National Fall Championships. Um one of the first. So she, she moves on to the round of 16 and the uh, ITA national fall championship. So good luck to her. as she can tennis, right? To, yeah. Yeah. Did tennis I, volleyball. Okay. Tennis. I'm, a, I'm asleep, but yeah, <laughs> women's tennis. Um, so check, check that out. We'll kind of retweet that as that kind of continues to happen as well. So I think that's it for kind of around the horn. Obviously the nose play Saturday at 4 PM. Yeah. Dude, I am not doing anything. You go to the bar out to watch, like I'm staying home. So if we win, I'm, I'm down to do instant reaction, but if you're out of the bars yeah. and hammered, then we uh, won't do it. No, I, I, I don't go to the bars often for games. Literally, I went last week because uh, I feel bad. So we have another couple that went to Florida State that we're real close with, and they always come to our side of town or our house for the games, and they live downtown Orlando. 
So we're like, all right, it's a big game. We'll come downtown, but I, I'll watch this one at the house. Really, really nasty weather expected in uh, in Central Florida, probably for UTJ too, and me in Orlando uh, tomorrow into Saturday. So Saturday is going to be chores all morning and early afternoon, watch the game, and then figure out what I want to do at the night. I feel you. I've uh, spent the last like month and a half cleaning this house up and getting it, getting everything done with it, and like we're done. Like everything's nice. finished, so I'm not doing anything Saturday. Like I'm, <laughs> I may go do something fun with the kids in the morning if the weather's not terrible, but like. But I'm not doing jack, yeah. man. I'm my my next few weekends are loaded. Yeah, my next few weekends are loaded. So <sighs> I'm going to enjoy this weekend of not doing anything. The Bucks are off. So Sunday, I might not even watch a second of NFL football and just enjoy the day with the wife. Go get brunch. It's supposed to be beautiful weather in Orlando. Like high of 70 and sunny. We'll probably take the dog to brunch. Um, Yeah, yeah we're that guy. We're, the, we're that couple that takes our dog to brunch. Oh man, I got enough complaints about that. We're not to get all that, but anyway, all right, cool. Well, we appreciate you guys hanging out. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thank you again to Jonas for coming on. We're excited uh, for the game this weekend. We'll be back with you Saturday or Sunday to kind of recap it and talk about uh, hopefully another FSU victory to get us a little bit closer to a bowl game. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but got to win this one to even get close to that. We will see you guys next week until we see you guys again. Thank you for hanging out and going to